from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, the final Ipswich Council meeting of the year settles the Swift saga, more emphasis on customer service, audit office reports don't come cheap, a review of the 2022 floods and the best treat announced in the Ipswich Christmas Lights competition. It's Friday, December 9, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. The final Ipswich City Council meeting of the year was held on December 8. Thank you for joining Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. Thank you, Alan, and thank you to the listeners. We're talking about the December meeting of Ipswich City Council and under public participation, Tyson Turner-Thomas spoke on people living with a disability. What was his message for councillors? He wanted people to be aware of what it's like to have a disability and also to get around Ipswich. And he spent a fair bit of time talking about how we can improve things such as um, toilets and how we can have um, what they're doing on the Gold Coast and trialling some areas there where people can actually, uh, they're not just toilets, but also a changing area as well. So it makes it easier for especially adults to, to change there as well. So um, it was really good. Tyson has been attending many council meetings, probably about his eighth meeting. So he's been coming in. He's very keen and seeing what happens. So it was really great to hear his very considered views and he gave us all the paperwork beforehand so we knew what he was talking about. So um, it was really um, good for him and we'll be reporting back actually on that um, via via the uh, Community uh, Culture uh, Arts and, and Sports Committee. One of the biggest items would have to be the drawn-out saga of the potential sale of council property to Swifts. From where I sat watching the meeting, it looks like it does have a resolution not to sell and renegotiate Mm. an existing lease or a new one. There was a very long closed session. Why did council settle on this option? Look, I think what we were wanting was the best deal possible for our residents. Um, You know, how do we still have a great sports club but not at a $7.4 million uh, price tag for, for residents. But also we wanted to have control over the land there. There was some concern from residents and also from councillors that once it's sold, we don't really have control over what's going to happen uh, the land there as well. So uh, we thought that uh, we, we think that having a longer term lease uh, with Swifts is a better outcome. That that means Swifts don't need to spend money on purchasing it and they can actually spend money on uh, upgrading uh, the sports club there. It's certainly clear that they've uh, had a, a sweetheart lease over many decades. Mm. And do you think it's going to be possible to renegotiate a lease or will it be the existing one that gets up? Look, um, we will try. We'll always try to get the best deal. Um, if they don't, we go back to the normal lease and um, council, I guess, do what it's um, to make safe the, the venue and, and do what we have to do there. Um, and it is a 20-year lease. It's a very unusual lease. Um, there's a couple of these around our council where the, like you said, it's a sweetheart deal, but it's it's a it's a pretty bad deal for the residents, actually. So it's um, a very low rent, yet millions of dollars in maintenance. So it was um, an interesting lease. Council's reporting process, particularly around committee reports, has been under discussion and review. What was the outcome of examining access to committee reports? 
there was an additional paragraph added in to the policy, but um, as as has, was discussed in committee meeting, uh, not much has changed. Um, councillors can still access a report at any time, and councillors can provide feedback to the CEO at any time. Um, the only thing that's happening differently now that once a report has been actually published and authorised by the CEO. And if any councillor wishes to make feedback, that that feedback is shared with all councillors. There's been some increase in committee member numbers. What's prompted these changes? I think we're heading into our third year and I think we've seen councillors are taking more interest in other areas. So we've seen uh, Councillor Marnie Doyle has requested to be added to the Community Culture Arts and Sports Committee as well as the Economic and Industry Development Committee. So both those committees are closely linked to what the Eastwich Central Redevelopment Committee does. So I think that's a really good fit. And Councillor Sheila Island has joined the Community Culture Arts and Sports Committee. And I think everyone knows she's very passionate about supporting seniors and people with a disability. So we're really pleased to see both of them join those committees. Yes, it certainly was one of uh, Councillor (laughs) Island's portfolios under a previous council. It's not the first time in recent years, too, that council has highlighted its focus on customer service. What's different about the latest customer experience strategy to what went before? Look, I can't speak to before, but at the I guess when we came in as a, as a council, there was a real focus that customer experience was to do with the call centre or the customer service centre. Uh, we're taking a, a whole of organisation approach that everyone's responsible for customer experience. And we do need to do things such as um, upgrade our IT systems, but also it's that cultural change in our organisation um, to listen to residents, but also let them know how things are tracking. So at the moment, if you just say, reported that a pothole needs to be done, that's put in, but you're not told that, hey, guess what, this is happening next week or it's happening in three days' time. We want to be able to be more responsive and let people know um, what's happening with those service requests that they've put in. That sounds like a good idea, a bit like tracking an item in the post. You want to know where it is and what's happening. <laughs> it's been happening in other areas. In the US, they've been doing it for decades. So right. there's no, but we do need to do significant upgrades with our IT, but also I think that's that cultural change for our organisations. Can I just say there's been um, tremendous amount of enthusiasm by the organisation to do this. Um, council officers really do want to serve their community. So it's been one of those ones where people actually really want to improve. So, yeah, um, like I said, it's going to take a bit of investment in IT systems so we can actually do the track the jobs as we want. But, yeah, it's a really important part of our, our core business is to serve our customers better. On to the Economic and Industry Development Committee report. Last month we talked about this. It was a committee with no reports a couple of times in, in recent months. But this month it has reports but nothing that would be considered serious decision-making. There's plenty of receiver notes. I know that happens across all committees. And one, in fact, is just repeating previous decisions of council. Do you find this odd or or time-wasting for councillors if things are being repeated? Look, I thought what was really good about that committee was that we actually uh, approved the economic development strategy for 2023 to 2027. Um, That's a significant um, um, achievement for our council. And as the Councillor Johnick, who's the chair of that committee, has stated, we'll be doing an implementation plan as well. So we've done a fair bit of consultation with the business community. Um, So it'll be really good to see how that goes. We, We need to make sure as our population doubles in in Ipswich the next 16 years, we need to have the jobs here as well. So that's a really important piece. I know it may be just one report, but it's something that um, is really important when it comes to skilling our people, but also finding jobs and getting that and attracting industry here. Tabled at December's meeting was the Queensland Audit Office final report from 2022. It almost went under the radar. It's been released to council and it is published. Do you think council's getting value for money when it's got to pay $312,000 for a five-page report? Look, it's the fees, the QAO charge. Um, I think no one likes to pay auditing fees. Uh, and I think I've been a member of 
and, and also a president of uh, community groups as well. No one ever likes to pay the auditing fees. It's like paying taxes, isn't it? But they have a very vital role, especially in our council and our history. So we really, really rely on the QAO to provide that external oversight. And it's a really important part of us being a transparent organisation. Do you think it's necessary to have a report every year or is it a legislated requirement? I think it's really important that we do that now. It is part of our um, routine annual auditing program um, and I'd like to see this happening each year. The council meeting heard the latest chapter in the proposed childcare centre at Carolee with the outcome of the Planning and Environment Court appeal against the decision in 2021. Again here, what's changed? But the significant things have changed in regards to the the floor space, the number of children, uh, the parking, how the sewerage is is pumped out. So there was quite a few things that were were changed. And I think this is one where um, our councillors really did listen to uh, residents uh, and we did refuse it based on noise, odour, visual amenity and traffic. Uh, But going through the uh, appeals process, I think the residents got a a better deal, which which council couldn't negotiate with with the... um, developer. So I think it's a, a good thing for the Carolee community. In hindsight, did council or councillors overreact to the concerns of competing business interests in the area? Um, I personally don't think so. I think, you know, council tried to get the best outcome possible um, with the um, applicant, but uh, we could only negotiate a certain way by bringing it to the Planning Environment Court. Local residents and the local business got to have their view and they actually got more conditions put on. So it was a a good outcome for the community. There's a review table of the 2022 flood events. It's always good to look back over these major uh, natural Mm. disasters. What did council learn this year? It's certainly the first time that our council has actually done its own independent uh, flood review, even after 2011, one wasn't done. Uh, that said, the state government always do one. So the Inspector General Emergency Management always do one and council you know, always follows those recommendations. What I found really good was with the listening tour is that people actually gave us practical advice. And I think, Alan, if you read it, it was... I've never seen, I guess, a review published to that detail. There's quite a bit of operational stuff in there as well, where council's saying, hey, we need to do this better or that better. So I'm looking forward to implementing those recommendations. Some of them will have a budget impact. So I certainly will be fighting for those um, in our upcoming budget discussions. And still on the floods, uh, there's further rate concessions for those property owners affected by the flooding earlier this year. Yeah, we still have... Um, families who aren't back in their homes. Um, their house, houses and homes are, are uninhabitable. So we thought that what we would do, based on the listening to, we had our residents come up to us saying, hey, we're not living there. Uh, we're not putting our bins out. We're not getting council services. So it's only a few hundred, and we decided that we will continue that $250 uh, rates concession to those impacted families. Let's finish on a festive note. Christmas lights, <laughs> the City of Ipswich Christmas lights competition and we're very fortunate to coincide with the winners being announced. Please do the big reveal. Um, yes, the St Nicholas Precinct is open. One of the most popular parts of the competition is the best street. Uh, and again, at Nova Court in Flinders View have won that. So congratulations to everyone in Nova Court. It was overwhelmingly just spectacular. But I do have to give a special mention to Paul Tully Avenue in Collingwood Park. They also have an incredible street there as well. Great neighbours. I have to say, Paul Tully Avenue, the residents there have been doing a spectacular job. Well, I think it's at least 20 years, possibly more. (laughs) And I don't know whether it still happens, Mayor Harding, but there used to be one house in the street that was fairly (laughs) dimly lit and all they had on the house in big Christmas lights was the word Scrooge. (laughs) I don't know whether it still happens. (laughs) Great sense of humour. I'm sure you can find out. Well, look, all the best for Christmas and the new year. And uh, thanks again for talking with Ipswich today. 
Thank you very much, Alan. Thank you, listeners. As always, don't forget to look for handy links in the show notes, including to Council's Minutes and Agendas and Council's YouTube channel. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.